All right, gang. What up? We got Hype Drop episode 35. It's a treat. Uh, I'm stoked to share this one with you guys. But first, let's jam out to St. John with Selfish. Oh, I just posted this track to my grandson, and I want to use it for the podcast episode too. Here we go. I didn't know if I was going to get an intro for this one, but I'm doing it after we just recorded. I just recorded an episode with uh, the one and only Grant Cole, and I think you guys are going to get stoked on this one. I just thought it was worth prefacing it a little bit because he is our first like, completely non-parkour-affiliated guest, and so I just wanted to, to just... You know, let you guys know what you're in for, and just I think this is a really, really dope episode. I had a really good conversation with Grant. Um, he's a local here in Boulder, Colorado, and it, it, you know, part of what I believe in, just in his values go, is just like supporting and, and growing organically from the local community, supporting and bringing people from from wherever is around you. Like, you know, use what you got. You know, this is what we got. I think Boulder's a dope place. I think it's full of dope people in it. And Grant is one of these people. And I think you guys are going to really dig this conversation. So I think it really speaks for itself. I don't even think I have to preface it any more than that. Um, and so I just wanted to just, you know, give, give that a shout real quick and then, uh, and then just drop you guys into the episode. So much love to all you guys for joining me on episode 35. Um, I hope you dig this one again, always in the description, check all that sh out. And uh, we'll see you guys at the end of the episode, maybe real quick. But uh, much love. Peace. All right. And we in this bitch. Right now, we got Grant Cole. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, man. Um, that's against French tradition to cheers with water. But I think because it's sparkling water. That's the exception. That's all good. It's got watermelon in there somewhere. Absolutely. These are tasty, too. I've never had these before. Shout out Waterloo sparkling water. These guys local? I don't know. They, it, there's a lot of legendary taste. I don't know about legend. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It might be the stuff of legends. We don't. We don't really there's know. No way to know right now. But, I guess um, that's how legends work. If this, if this Waterloo watermelon sparkling water is here, you know, eons from now, we'll know. I can drink to that. I, I do. I do enjoy it. Yeah, man. Good stuff. <clears throat> it was on sale. I just got my Amazon Prime membership, mm. and I did my first run at Whole Foods. With Amazon Prime. Nice. And, uh, what's that like? I haven't shopped at Whole Foods much since the, uh, since the whole convergence there. <clears throat> well, if you have a Prime membership, and I'm sure. not trying to sell people on this. No, no, I, I do. I'm not, uh, I do. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to jump on Jeff Bezos's dick or anything, but sure. what I would, what you, what I, and today was my first experience, so I actually made it a point. Here's what happens you get an extra 10% off all sale items. Okay. So anything with a yellow tag, you get an extra 10% off. Okay. And then there's like... Are these featured... like hot ticket items though or are they just... Today I actually ran into a bunch of sale. I went... It was the first time I... Usually I do perimeter. You okay. Know? You keep yep. yourself healthy by going right. around the perimeter. Stay you out of the, the aisles. Okay. That's where all the fucking mm -hmm. perishable or yeah, non-perishables are. The things yep. are going to rot your gut and turn your 
telomeres <laughs> into like cancer cells and shit, whatever. That's right. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but this time I was like, I'm going to go through every fucking aisle and I'm like looking only at the yellow. I'm getting yellow vision or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. like checking out all the things. I found a lot of good stuff and I think I dropped and here's the other thing. So you get 10% off all additionals and there were some good sales today. Okay. And then you also get, there's member deals, prime member deals. And there'll be little signs like there's a member deal over here. Mm. And, uh, and like today, the best one, which just as a wild coincidence, I guess, um, Choco Love. I did a shoot with this local chocolate bar company, Choco Love. I don't okay. know if you know them. No. They have little poetry inside their wrappers. And That's cool. Like, go- like really world-class chocolate. Like it's really good. I learned about the history of it. They're like wow. premier chocolatiers. And uh, they had a deal. So like normally a chocolate bar is $4 and they had a two for five deal for prime members only. Holy cats. So it's so a solid deal. And there's a yeah. few of those like tidbits hunting floating around and i took advantage of like two or three of them so like i think at checkout i was at 120 something dollars and it went down to under under 100 dollars, like 97 dollars. that's substantial discounts from the prime membership so and because i have my prime visa card you get five percent <laughs> cash back at whole foods so all that shit and then it's actually like 95 cents on the dollar to me in a way okay that's actually <clears throat> That's actually significant. It's compounding, baby. Yeah. So I guess this episode's sponsored by... Uh... So Whole Foods, Amazon, get at us. If we can land the, the high right. drop sponsorship and the for, from Amazon or Whole Foods, you know, we don't need the Patreon. That's we'll just pretty, cancel yeah. the Patreon. Exactly. We'll, you know, we'll give all the money back to the <laughs> Patreon supporters. We love you guys for helping us grow. But, you know, at that point, we're big chilling. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for coming on, man. I think uh, for, for high drop listeners, this is, um, this is video episode number two. This is Height Drop Reboot episode number 35. We actually had a few episodes before I started counting up again. Okay. Um, like two years ago, I started this, like, or way over two years ago, I guess. Like, I don't need to give you the whole history of it, but sure. basically I just rebooted it 35 weeks ago. Gotcha. And, like, it's been kind of, now we've just got the momentum going again. We're, so what um, what caused you to take that hiatus or what, what, what was going on there? <clears throat> you know... That's an interesting question. I don't actually remember everything that was going on in that time. Like, I think we had a lack of vision and I was, I was struggling to, you know, part of the reason why I did the reboot is kind of like my sole hosting responsibilities. Mm. Um, because I was working with, uh, some, some buddies of mine and it's hard to coordinate, you know, three minds and three people and to get them all in the same room and commit every, every time to the same spot. So for me and like also I really enjoyed podcasting. I think I was mm-hmm. the only one that really wanted to do it and that was probably why it was hard to get everyone <laughs> okay. in on it maybe. Kind of pulling teeth. Um, but yep. it was a partnership. I just wanted to work with my friends at first and it was really fun. But this time I'll have a little more vision for the podcast. I, I like have a little more, you know, just <clears throat> ownership I guess of it now sure. too because it's it's just like, you know, it's it's liberating in some ways. It's you know, intense because it, you take on the responsibility as well. But yeah, I, I love just having my own space and I, this is something I'm really passionate about. So I'm just psyched to be doing it again. And the hiatus was just kind of like, it was just for fun in the past. And now yeah. it's like, you know, it was always, for, it's always going to be fun, but now but, it's more of a passion and I really like, okay. am excited about, you know, growing it out in different ways. And But were you doing the Patreon thing at that point as no, well? No, 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 no. Okay. Back in the day, it was like super casual. Like, Cause we, I guess Patreon maybe didn't even exist back then. No, 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 yeah. it didn't. And it was just, um, Patreon even for this podcast only started a few weeks ago. Okay. But like, cool. uh, we just, yeah, back in the day it was just like dick jokes and fucking sure. whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, like it's still that, but now it's got a little, <laughs> you, you know, still maintain I've opened some of the, the, the original uh, magic. 
you know, I'm just, I'm more mature now. I've got a little more purpose um, behind it for myself. And, you know, hopefully the listeners are stoked about that, Hmm. but enough about me and Hydra Mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, I love that Mm -hmm. you're interested in it. Um, for sure. But that's also, you know, for the listeners that don't know, Grant, you're, you're like a, you know, here's how we met. Let me just, yeah, yeah. Basically I've been going to this coffee shop in Boulder that I really love Alpine modern and uh you're one of the baristas there that's right and uh you know we've always just kind of hit it off you had a really you're really interesting to talk to and like it's always been really friendly communicating with you and um basically found out that you're a singer artist songwriter like i'd love for you to like kind of tell tell your story inside of it but you know as i was telling you earlier this has mostly been centered around parkour mm-hmm. this podcast and we're really excited to have you as like you know a different sparking out a in a different genre of creativity, you know, like mm. we're all, we, we started talking about, you know, how we're all brothers in this creative pursuit. So, yeah. you know, if you wouldn't, you know, cause I still don't know, like we really, this is <laughs> already the longest conversation we've had probably, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So this is really dope. Although we did go climbing yesterday. For sure. That was dope. Yep. Um, so yeah, please, uh, like what's, what's, uh, what's been your path, I guess, through, yeah. through your musicianship and, and, you know, and how you got to this point, you know, here. Yeah, totally. Um, well, I mean, first of all, thank you for having me on. I, My pleasure. I'll be the first to say I know pretty, yeah, I know nothing about uh, parkour, basically. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm humbled to be here. Um, for all the listeners out there who are expecting me to know. Uh, <laughs> That's the best, though. That's the best. I, dude. We're yeah, coming, we're the, yeah. It's a blending of the world, baby. <laughs> for sure. But I just know that I, I'm eager to learn, and I'm excited to hopefully absorb um more about that culture because from what I've learned from you it's it's a really vibrant and inclusive community it sounds awesome um, yeah, but yeah. to answer your question I uh, music I, I always played music since I was young um, one of the first pictures of me playing music I was like three years old and I was like standing on my tippy toes to pluck uh, pluck the piano oh, uh, keys yeah. um, and <laughs> I never really took to conventional forms of learning uh, instruments uh, or teaching, but I just kind of learned things along the way uh, through other people, and like friends. band in school, elementary school, uh, like that kind of yeah, stuff. You mean stuff like, like that? I, I took piano lessons as a young kid, but so many people do that, and it just it didn't really stick for me. And I, I ended up just kind of doing my own thing and learning things by ear. You which avoided was... something horrible, I think. Too. <laughs> I ended up. See, yeah, I, keep going, keep going. Did you Did you take lessons? I did a band thing, and we don't need to get into that. I want to hear you your played story in a first. Band as a no. kid. Yes, and I did the band elementary school style. Oh no! Which, okay, but let let me just yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just keep going on your journey. Here. Okay, all right, interesting. Well, <laughs> so I'm gonna fast forward all the way to college because that's when music began to really uh, kind of take form for me in terms of what it meant and how I saw myself um, as a musician and a, and a songwriter. Mm. I met my still to this uh, day my best friend. Uh, shout out to Phil. Uh, he, he was my roommate freshman year in college up in Spokane, Washington. And he and I met and that, that same day, uh, we started writing songs together. Uh, are you having issues with your mic? No, no, no. Okay, cool. Chilling, sorry. Um, yeah. So that same day we started writing songs together. I played guitar, he played mandolin. And so we were writing these folk tunes together. Um, we would play, uh, all around campus, like in our dorm room, uh, outside and people started to gather. We would have, um, you know, anywhere from like two to, you know, 25 people Sick. at any given point, just kind of gathering around. And, and for me, it, it did a couple of things. The first was it gave me this 
vision of what music could be, which is a very communal, uh, community oriented thing that everybody can share in. Um, and the other is it kind of brought me out of my shell and gave me mm. like a lane to step into for the first time that, <clears throat> that I enjoyed. And I saw it as a tool, not only for like meeting other people and making friends and connections, but for growing in a craft that I didn't even know I was passionate about, mm. um, being songwriting. And so we started writing songs together. We accumulated some more bandmates. Um, and we just started playing shows, um, on campus and around town and we recorded some demos, which turned into an eventual, uh, like seven track, uh, EP or album. Sick. Um, so yeah, fast forward to now, um, I'm a singer songwriter now mm -hmm. focusing a little bit more on production. Um, so I'm, I'm pursuing, uh, kind of being a producer mm. more or less now, which if, a Dr. Dre life. Exactly. Just <laughs> making the beats, man. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, since, since college, it's been about three years, um, of kind of steering in an entirely different direction. And I don't want to, you know, bore you with all no, those details, no. but it's one. Well, no, see, see as little as you know about parkour, that's the same amount I know about music industry and like all okay. this stuff and like what goes into production. And, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels, like you're saying, like, for, for so many parkour athletes, it's the same story. Gotcha. You know, for, for, for me, it's the same thing. Like I just was, you know, I would fast forward to, to the point where I mm. kind of found parkour and that felt like my lane, like you're sure. saying, like felt like something like, all right, I want to pursue this. I don't even really know why I'm passionate or, you know, mm. you, you don't understand, but you like, it feels good to do it. I feel like I'm getting growth. I feel yeah. like I'm like meeting people that are like-minded. I'm making friends. I'm sure. making way in life, you know? So <clears throat> it's a very similar journey. I think this creative pursuits and like, I, I forget you were, you were telling me about how you, you lead like lectures or, or is it like community? Oh, um, oh okay. Uh, maybe you're thinking of, so I, I work at and I live, um, at this, this nonprofit here in town, mm. um, that focuses on helping young artists kind of bridge the gap, I guess, from like hobby to vocation, ideally. Yeah. Um, and we focus on like, obviously the artistic process, uh, spirituality and just kind of life together, like community living basically. Mm. It's this really cool, uh, ranch house out in South Boulder. Sick. And we've got a bunch of dudes living there right now. And the kind of this community around it as well of artists and, um, just people in the larger boulder community yeah i mean it's so robust here despite yeah. it being such yeah, a yeah, small yeah. community absolutely absolutely yeah um so yeah like what is that what is that i mean again with the the artistry like mm -hmm. i don't even really know like what that means in some ways like yeah. i'm sure i'll f agree but uh <laughs> like you know yeah. like I, f I consider like parkour almost like a, its own little martial art okay a lot of people feel that way about Interesting. it um in the, in the same way that like you know, it's a fight or flight. And in, yeah. instead of it's the app, it's the kind of the anti martial art in a way. Cause it's the okay. flight mode, but huh. also it's just like, it's an, a form of expression. It's a form of, uh, you know, you pick your own challenges. Like you would write a song, you know, in some sure. ways and like sure. your, your people, the, the people that make the biggest waves and the impact mm -hmm. in the sport have an original style have, you know, they innovate, but also, you know, they, they build off of, you know, whatever came before them. And okay. I think so like, yeah, you know, there's the same things happening in music. But Absolutely. That's cool. What's that like, uh, you know, helping people bridge that gap? Yeah. Well, first I should also, I'm, I'm trying to help myself do that as well. I'm not, I'm not yeah, necessarily uh, out here. Yeah, in this yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's I just, like, I think one of the reasons why we connected so well is because yeah. we're both like, you know, we're grinding. We're like in, we have yep. like our toes in a few different areas or irons, many irons in the fire. And yes. you know, we're in this spot where we're like waiting 
and not waiting, like we're grinding, but we're sure. like yeah. making things happen and, and trying to achieve, you know, a dream of sorts, you exactly. know, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Not necessarily at the end game, but yeah. pursuing it and mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. Stoking those irons. Like you were saying, um, I, I, I just want to, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like, you know, some sort of guru or like I, I, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I think, I'm in a position of leadership there in mm-hmm. terms of like facilitating things that are happening. Um, like bringing speakers in, like, um, just kind of overseeing basic things as well, yeah, like day to day operations or whatever. Um, but to answer your question, I, I think the, the focus of the, of the program is to give young creative people a space um, that's first of all uh, pretty affordable oh, yeah. <laughs> in a place that's, like Boulder. That's huge which for is, a young which creative. Which is huge, yeah, yeah, for a young creative that's uh, transient. You know, like yeah. <laughs> maybe they just graduated college, or maybe they're like, you know, just uh, quit their uh, career path and they want to pursue the life of an artist. Whatever it might be. Um, so we provide broke, a space. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we broke. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> create a space um, that's conducive for creativity and community, um, because art, you know. It, at least this is my philosophy. It, it can only really thrive. It can only really happen in community. And so, mm, you know, to have, sorry, I don't mean to keep no, cutting no you worries, off. I no feel worries. like I'm flapping my lips here, but yeah, it's yeah. so interesting. You just said that, like I read a quote from like the burning man guy that okay. one of the founders of burning man, I did my whole episode last week, so yeah, I won't yeah. go into it anymore, but no, 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 I, I, I want to hear about more about that burning exact man. Yeah. same thing. Okay. He just said that like, what did you say? Art can't be created without the community. Yeah. And yeah. he, same thing. Huh. Basically he, I think he substituted culture in some way. Interesting, as, you know, okay. as a broader maybe term than than art, but it's, sure. it's the same thing. I think yeah, that was the quote basically. No, but I mean, just art like, is culture. It's the same, know, it's, thing. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah, so absolutely, like I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's right. wild. I just I don't remember the quote, but check the last episode if you want to see it. I I will for yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even as yeah. I read it, I didn't. I was like just reading too hard to even get that. But like gotcha. I read it again afterwards, and I digested it, and I was like, and you're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, he's right. Like That's without that, can you expand on that? Yeah, I mean. Basically, community is kind of at the core of what uh, the house is. Um, we, we create a space where people can come together and share uh, a living environment with each other, which is like the most intimate thing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's people who, it's people like like me who are uh, very like autonomous and sharing sharing a house with five other dudes is like it's fun but it's like it's difficult you know and so you learn how many um, bathrooms and kitchens do you got you know like have, not enough that's yeah the, not that's enough. the answer but like honestly i wouldn't trade it because it, it's so it's so valuable to have um kind of that push and pull and learning how to um just how to be, uh, just how to cohabitate with people. Like it's, I don't know, everything that goes along with that. everything from keeping a clean kitchen to mm. being aware of like how much noise you're making or like just things like that. And, um, I know it's, it might sound silly for people who have never like lived in intentional community, but, um, there is a lot of value, uh, there, um, in terms of the creative process though, specifically, I think what the house aims to do and what, and what I aim to do is to always have people around me that I can bounce ideas off of, mm. um, that I can bring into my process and, and vice versa. Uh, because I've, I've tried before because I do have the tendency to, um, just try to take the reins on things on mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. and just kind of like lone wolf it, like spearhead things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do have the tendency to just want to like have complete control over a project. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've seen like, there. yeah, but, like I've you know, seen, we, 
even just this podcast <laughs> is alliteration or oh, really uh, or not it's whatever just like what we were just talking about was part mm-hmm. of like why this thing was like all right it feels sure. good to have the reins you know yeah yeah it feels good like and there, i think there is value in that to mm-hmm. an extent but if you want to have like fresh you know ideas if you want to have like a healthy circulation of like new um like new uh, material or just like new insights like it's so helpful to have people to bounce those ideas off of which sounds so basic no, but like it's it's super huge yeah. and i think you couldn't i mean and that's why the beauty of the podcast is the door is open and i just can i'm it's a constant collaboration every time right. there's a guest on that's like the idea bouncing that's what mm. makes this place you know better and sure. what it what it can be it makes my ideas better and opens things up for the listeners and everything so right like, like if you were just kind of like talking like talking like by yourself and like, i do that <laughs> yeah which is cool to do but like if that's all you did yeah, like that yeah. would be a much different dynamic you yeah, know yeah. because it would basically just be an echo chamber of your own thoughts and your own yeah. ideas and yeah um which may have value like there's a time and a place but like it's fun yeah but yeah like it's it's yeah it'd be exhausting honestly mm-hmm. and like you know i don't i want to be opening as wide as possible the mm. scope of what this podcast can can talk about and what it can be about cool and i think like like you said the intentional thing is like just being surrounded by people that are all kind of in this place is so beneficial right because it's easy yeah. to get it's easy to get pulled sideways by even longtime friends or, or family mm. members in one direction or the other that's not necessarily health, healthy or helpful for your journey because yeah. if they're not on that journey, if they're not on a, an artist's journey or a creative journey in some way or, you know, any anything that, like, that makes them feel like they're, they're grinding still or something mm. like that, then it they won't relate to you in some ways. It's mm. hard to, you know, they maybe want, they'll want to just go drink the day off, you yeah. know, in the evenings yeah. and, and yeah. uh and you know, the more that more that you're surrounded by that, the harder it's going to be to maintain Absolutely. like whatever you're doing. Well, especially when it's people that you care about and you have a history with, and you're like, of course I want to hang out with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we're we're bros. Like, and so that that was actually I don't know. Um, kind of, I want to pick your brain too about this sure. too, and see kind of what your trajectory has been. But like for me, I was uh, living in Spokane for a while, where I went to college, mm-hmm. and I was living there uh, for about a year after college, and I was in a the kind of situation where I very much knew I needed to leave. Um, mm. didn't quite know why, but things were happening in my life that made it very clear that I was like, okay, I need, I need to leave. I need to like kind of ride a new wave, so to speak. Um, there was something inside of it. It wasn't just wanderlust. It was, it was something a little deeper. It was like more mm. vocational. It was, I think it was a call to what I'm doing now, or at least what I'm the path I'm on now, which mm-hmm. is, which is making music and pursuing that, those, um, those, uh, connections in that, in that industry as a whole. But um, at the time it was very difficult for me to kind of reconcile those two things is like, this is a community that I have it all in. Like I have connections, I have resources, I have mm-hmm. like friends, like I can go out on any given day at any given coffee shop and like <laughs> see people that I love, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, why would and you want to leave that? Too. You know? Yeah. That's huge. Cause yep. you can go too far in the other direction. Mm-hmm. It's very isolating. Like you're saying, you get full reins and you just go fucking lone wolf into the distance. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what do they say? Like you, you can either go far mm. or excuse me, you can go fast by yourself or you can go far together. Okay. I think is yeah. the way they say sure. it. It's something like that. Okay. It's like, yeah, you can, you can start making some moves quickly by your, on your mm. own self, but damn, you might just find yourself just sick. Or what is damn? I wish I had the fucking vocabulary sometimes there's <laughs> a perfect word for this but it means like you're isolated on an island basically you just put yourself out in the I think um 
I don't know, you railroad yourself in a way, you know, sure, like you just, sure. you're, and then, and then what are you left with, you know? And, right. and then, because at the end of the day, like really the part that's the best part about all this is the journey. When mm-hmm. you get to that end point, when you get to that goal, if there's no one there to share it with, if you're like, it, you're addicted to the, to the grind. So yep. then when you hit it, you're just going to be miserable potentially just, all right, now you have no goal and absolutely. no friends and no whatever. So absolutely. And I think in, in, in that journey, like there's kind of like, there's a time and a place for, for set for the lone wolfing, you know, mm-hmm. there's Big a, time. there's a, there's a time and a place when you need to like gut check and say like, all right, am I just hanging out? Am I like, yeah. am I making the easy Resting choice on or, your laurels? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Like, am I, am I putting myself out of my comfort zone? Am I stretching myself? Um, and then there's another time where you just need to like embrace community and allow mm-hmm. people to come around you. Um, and allow yourself to be vulnerable in that way. This is what I think. I don't know if you agree, but like, I, I think, definitely I agree. think doing that, um, when you're in that stage for me, that's one of the hardest, um, yeah, parts yeah. Of the journey. going back is harder yeah. than going yeah. into lone wolf mode. I think for right. sure. Cause and it's actually, a lot that like, was, my Burning Man experience was a lot about that. Okay. was about re-embracing that, that, Interesting. that, that community vibe. Okay. And like realizing that I had like a broader family than I remembered huh. and it cared to, to, to lean on if I needed to, or hmm. just like even to just show my love for, it. you know, I was just so focused and sometimes like for over the last few years that, um, you know, it's, it's amazing to like have hmm. that, that, that feeling of family again. And like, I had so many good, good friends and, and long time just brothers, you hmm. know, like the real, real family out there. I mean, everyone treats you like family out there. It's pretty wild, but man, yeah, no, it's been, it's been dope. And it, and like you said, you need both. Yeah. You need to be able to make moves, but then you need to be able to stop and make sure you didn't make too many moves in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's a, it speaks to the importance of having authentic relationships. You know, I hate, I hate mm. that word sometimes it's such a, <laughs> such a buzzword, but like I, it's so important because there, there are people in my life and I'm, it sounds like it's the same for you mm-hmm. where I can go a year without talking to somebody but then I, I see them or I, I call them up and it's like, it's like we went back in time, you know, oh we, my God, we just yeah. like hit, hit right where we started. Um, and we don't even need to like fill each other in on everything. Yeah, that's it's like, like, we can just ah, like, let's be just bros. keep going like, from here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, and that's, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a formula on how to build authentic relationships, but I, have no uh, idea. I, I, just, I just, I know that it's, it's so important to kind of, like I said, like to embrace those periods where you are building those relationships and cultivating them. And, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you can't be willing or you shouldn't be willing to like when the time comes, boom, move on to the next Especially thing. Especially when you get that feeling, mm-hmm. you know? And I think like the authenticity that you were talking about, if there is a formula, it's to listen to that. Even, you know, if we're, it's hard to fucking pinpoint where it comes from and stuff, but you get a feeling where you're like, damn, I think I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling stagnant. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. feeling like I'm, you know, I'm in Spokane. I've got this, boss community i've got this really good life going and as much as i love these people i'm not growing you know like i think that's kind of the key sometimes at least not the ways that you want in the ways that you need to or want to yeah it's Mm -hmm. just uh it's that's i think the thing that can call you to 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 make a sacrifice or right you know and and then then like you said the true authenticity comes back. It's all like the cliches again, but (laughs) it's like, if you're meant to be, if they're true, authentic friends and stuff, when you do see them again, it's like nothing happens. Pick up right where you You left off. The people that fade away when you're, when you're going off in your lone wolf mode, they would have faded away anyhow. You know, that's just kind of the way it goes, which is fine. Like sometimes you have those people that come into your life for a short time. Yep. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it's emboldening to just 
be able to trust yourself to do all mm. that, you know? Like, it, you need to be able to do that. So, because if you can't, I was talking about it a lot last week mm. about this, the difference between living in fear and living in love mm. I, I, as like, as a polarity or adult duality. Sure. And like, you know, if you're afraid that your friends are going to not love you when you come back, if you're afraid that you're not going to, and that's why you're staying in Spokane or why you're wherever you are, that's what's going to keep you festering, Yeah, you know, or yeah, not festering. Maybe yeah. you were just big chilling, but it will start to fester, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Whereas like, if you act out of love, you're like, I, I, I think I could be more. I like, I feel like if there's something calling me to blah, blah, blah. And you act on that. Right. Then, you know, things seem to work out, you know, or at Absolutely. least you're feeling fulfilled, you know? Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> and it like, it doesn't always have to look like leaving where you are, yeah, yeah, you know, no, like, know. <laughs> um, obviously but, but like I just, but like yeah. even just growing yeah. out of friend circles you mm-hmm. know like i've had sure. friends that you know not growing out of them but like growing a distant from apart, them growing yeah. apart yeah. and guess what some of them are still back like just like we mm-hmm. just talked about but we, again we weren't sharing the same journey sure so i knew that i needed to grow in this direction if i was going to yeah. be you know my best me yeah no for sure i'll drink to that man drink Spark- to that sparkling hey, water. Hey, i'm <laughs> chugging these fucking waterloos this is the last sip for me are you serious? That was fast, man. Dude, I'm, like, uh, I'm a thirsty cat, man. You'd you be surprised. I'm like, I'm not too, uh, I'm pretty lean, but I put it down. Okay. I put down lots of food well, and I'm, lots of drink. I'm a believer, man. Um, and I do it quickly. I do a lot of things very fast. Okay. This is like one of the things that's my strength and also huh. part of uh, what I have to watch out for as far what as... What do you think that comes from? Like your, your ability or maybe a desire to move fast? <clears throat> high metabolism and just high energy. I don't know. Okay. Like, I feel like I just, I think fast. I like to just be busy. I'm like, just always wanting to move. It's like, hmm. you know, I don't know if you saw the Joe Rogan, Elon Musk podcast. Oh, that's funny. Last night I was watching a clip of it. Oh, only yeah. like five minutes of it. Yeah. One of the best podcasts, um, that I've ever listened to. I think really, okay. really in, in, in insightful, really interesting, very topical. Like it's just, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, mad respect. I've always been a huge fan of Joe Rogan, but dude, that guy's crazy. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely insane. Like, okay. So I'm not trying to compare myself to those two. Okay. Because I mean, you can have it crazier probably, but it's probably been developed, you know, as you know, develop it over years, but it's that same like amount of just want to be doing things. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Elon apparently has a, uh, almost painful amount it seems like of energy and, and ideas and just like mm. intelligence in his brain that he was like just saying it's his mind is like a constant explosion as i, I, can't I think imagine, he described yeah. it as um you know so it's funny how that's I, again, like, like, i don't so even I don't see, see that myself as... <laughs> like that but i'm just saying like I, just, I think it's just like part of who i am like okay. i just like moving and uh you like have. you like dynamics i like dynamics okay, i like cool. yeah yeah i don't Sweet. i'm not i don't it's hard for me to sit still Hmm. But that's good because when I can sit still, I gain a lot from that as well. Like meditation. Yoga okay. I was pra- going to ask. So like, how practice. does, how does that work for you? Like slowing down or, or how, how have you tried if at all to implement everything? I try to focus my life in a way that all of it almost becomes the meditation. Okay. Like this conversation, doing the podcast, almost I'm always in the moment, you know, when, huh. when I'm recording these things, it keeps me in the moment. It keeps me not feeling like I'm doing too much i'm not thinking in here i'm living throughout you know my my life Mm. parkour movement same thing like ultimately once you decide you're gonna do some fucked up crazy jump (laughs) you're gonna you're not gonna be thinking like i can't believe this this is crazy what am i doing you're like just in it you're just feeling like you're you have uh 
you're just l- l- one with the, the the environment that you're in or whatever. Okay. And then, um, so that becomes a meditative practice. But mm. those are both, this is kind of high energy and okay. like parkour is very ballistic high energy. So like it's better also to balance it out with ballistic high energy. That's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the, the yoga practice is okay. huge. Like trying to do, I've, I don't, I've done like some tank work, isolation tank. I've only done it once. Okay. You ever yeah. heard of those? those yeah. Sensory yeah. deprivation chambers. Yep. Those are, there... those are really hard for me to master, but I get a lot out of that if I can, because again, when it's difficult, you know, it's good to work on your strengths and use your strengths, I think. But right. when you can work on your weaknesses too, like hmm. put yourself in the discomfort, like you were saying. Yeah. So, <clears throat> med- so yeah, all that stuff. I don't know. So in parkour, like about, if there were like a Venn diagram of like, I don't know what words to use, like empowerment and like vulnerability, mm-hmm. like which, mm. how would you break that down? Because I feel like. And Venn diagram. So in the middle, it's. Well, I guess, I guess a better question would be like what, maybe a percentage or like how, how does it, how does that, how up? do those things play into it for you? Cause when I see people doing parkour and again, I, I know nothing about it, so I'm not claiming <laughs> yeah, no, to, don't worry about but, it. um, it seems like a very, like the people doing it, they, they seem to be in kind of a Zen state. They seem mm-hmm. to be kind of uber confident mm-hmm. because you have to be, it's kind of like mountain, but like mountain biking, like yeah. bombing down a huge mountain. Like yeah. if you're, you have reservations, like you're yeah. hosed, yeah, you know, you're, hosed. you're dead. Exactly. So like. But then there's this kind of idea like surfing of just like uh, offering yourself to something bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, does that play into it at all? Yeah, I think it definitely does. Like, I think it probably leans toward the empowerment side versus okay. the vulnerability side. It really depends like maybe how you practice it and like what you're, cause for some people it's a vulnerability challenge just to be in public practicing okay just to try to like overcome the the possibility of embarrassment about being out in the world doing something that you're not necessarily supposed to be doing and like being like you know taking the ridicule or some often more often the applause and like interest from Mm. curiosity from people right but just exposing yourself to looking weird and looking silly and especially when you get into it it almost starts more vulnerable because it's like a high risk high reward thing right like um, no, it shouldn't be okay. high risk if you're doing it correctly. Gotcha. Okay. But I mean, it should look high risk if you want to like, okay. if you yeah. want to take me, it to it the, definitely looks high risk. like that <laughs> if you want like to take it to buildings, the, uh, like, I mean, it is high risk. Yeah. You know, it, it's high, um, high consequence, maybe not high risk. Interesting. Um, but you know, we, we kind of like make a deviation between because that you're talking because, about ability. Like if, yeah, since if, your ability, if, you know, for you even like I can come up with a challenge that's a death drop height that you would do. Okay. So take this tile. If I asked you if the building, if there was a 60 story buildings, two next to each other, and you had to jump from one building to the other and the gap was this big, uh-huh. you'd have no problem, right? For sure. Yeah. So, so the risk two tiles. Is... No yeah, problem, for right? sure. No problem. Maybe three? Definitely. The whole table? Stack it up. Two tables? See, that's where I start See, to there you go. waver so a little the, bit. Yeah. There's always a line. That's yeah. like, that's really what, it, what it's all about. And it's, that's why it can be really beneficial is because it kind of helps you break down everything and into like baby blocks. Okay. And if you're going to get good, if you're going to be able to take it to height where, you know, you don't necessarily feel like you're, you're giving it up to like this bigger thing other than like your own assessment of your own training and like all the years you put in. Cool. But if you're going to do a challenge where there's like death consequences or something really bad, mm. um, you're, you're usually like, if you're smart, you're pretty much a hundred percent certain that you're going to do it. But yes, there is this 
there's always a fraction of a fraction of a percent that something could go wrong. Sure. And so um, there is like ultimately some trust and vulnerability involved in every challenge that you do right. because it can never, you can never know, you know, the future. And so, so is it that, is it that you've weighed out and you've considered all of the, like all of the risks and you've made peace with it? Or is it that you're like, I'm just going to like not think about that. And you've learned to master the art of like not thinking it's about that. that. We've weighed it out mostly. Okay. Um, you know, a part of, part of that is not thinking about it. You mm. know, like if there's a, it's like going out, like, are you worried about getting struck by lightning when you leave the house? Not usually. No, but it's like, since, it since could happen Colorado, though, right? It could happen. Likely, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe since Colorado, it's a yeah. little bit more on your radar. Yeah, sure. But you're not worried about tsunamis right here. So it's kind of the same idea. It's like eventually when you get become skilled enough mm-hmm. the probability of the, the the catastrophic scenario happening where you fall to your death becomes so low that you kind of just put it out of mind and you're like yes there is the of course there's always going to be that tiny chance that i'll get uh-huh. struck by lightning or eaten by a shark if i'm in the ocean or whatever but i can't live my life on that percentage sure and sure. so you know you get your training to this level where you you have a certain amount of acceptable risk that you're right. willing to take. So, right. you know, usually with a jump, let's say you're jumping those two buildings, you would never do the jump that is your max distance ever, basically, mm. unless you just maybe worked yourself up into this really, really, really supreme mind state, you know. Mm. But you're you know basically that even if you fall, you're going to get to the other side when you're trying stuff at death height. Got it. Typically, you know, even if, or like, even if you fall like these three number of ways, like the first, the the three most probable ways I'll fall, I'll be, maybe I'll be injured or maybe I'll have a bruise, but I won't die. Okay. Those are just, I mean, I'll probably feel bad and I'll be embarrassed or whatever, but like, these are all things that I'm comfortable with. I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, you know, ideally there's, especially with the death, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Like it's yeah. not always about that. It's definitely few people are attracted to that kind of style of training. Gotcha. Not okay. everyone. And even like amongst the elite practitioners, not everyone wants to take it to that level. Okay. You know, like that, that's always been a part of our sport since the, since the beginning is doing like big roof gaps and stuff. So it's always been about mental challenge, but like, that's what, when, when you get to that level, it's about the mental challenge. It's not about the physical challenge. You know, you're capable, you know, you're a hundred percent capable, gotcha. like physically of the distances okay. and taking the impact and all this other shit. Like you wouldn't, that's not even in, in the equation. Got it, it. it supremely becomes about the mentality and like, do you trust yourself? Can you, can you clear your mind enough to, to feel good about going to for execute it? when, yeah. the, when the moment counts? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, okay. that's okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Dope. I'm glad I could hang. No, that was a really good breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Iron that out for us. Um, I feel like I'm learning so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love it. I mean, it's a lot like climbing. Climbing is just basically parkour only if you were only to do parkour going up. Okay. It's the same exact shit in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, You know, parkour just allows us to go down and sideways and diagonal and everything else. The world is your playground. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I mean, how does that compare, do you feel like, to, to the artistry that it takes to to work in the music? the industry or to songwriting yeah, or yeah, to yeah. What, you um, know, whatever you want to compare it to that's most relevant. To well, you. It, it brings my mind to like performance art. Like mm-hmm. when I first started playing music, um, in college, like playing shows, um, like my first show was terrifying. Cause I was like, I wasn't confident in my like ability to uh-huh. do it, <laughs> but my mental game wasn't there either. So it's like <laughs> nothing, no, none, of, none of my boxes were checked, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like you have to go through that, you know? Um, yeah. but when you're, when you're in a place in music, for example, um, 
that's that's healthy and, and I'd say professional. You uh, like you were saying about parkour, you don't have to think about like what your hands are doing, mm. like how you're plucking the mm-hmm. strings, what your voice is doing. You're just doing it, yeah. Uh, because you've one, you've done it enough times to where your body just knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's just like it's fun because like you're just used to it and, you, and yeah, you're just yeah. having fun. You're enjoying it. Um, and like you said, it's it's a mental game. And in a, in a, for me, um, with music. Uh, it's an, it's an emotional game too. Mm. Uh, so it's like your psychological world and like your emotional world are, are coming into play. And, um, just like, just like parkour, I'm sure. Um, oh yeah. Big but time. like <laughs> and climbing for sure. That's how it was for yeah, me yeah. Like when I did a lot of sport climbing and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. And right now what I'm doing with a lot more of the like pop production, um, with like some of the like studios and like the label work that I'm doing, it's, it's a little bit more just kind of like I'm building again. Like I'm building on new skills that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I see like, what you mean. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like, I'm dipping my toe into this area called tricking now. Okay. So tricking is like kicks and like lots of flips and twists. Sure. Whereas I built my whole base on like efficient, movement gotcha. more okay. and so now yep. it's like this other area of movement I'm still using my body same instruments in mm-hmm. a way like you're saying yep. same instruments same like foundation but, but uh it's completely like different environment to apply them towards okay interesting yeah um yeah can you expand on that because like for me yeah. like i found this shit fascinating i I, okay. I know nothing really about the you know the industry and how it works and i'm sure, sure like lots of people don't either <laughs> sure unless they're yeah. in it like you like you were saying that you you started as more of a folk yeah ish like type singer songwriter yeah and now you're writing boy band songs and well, like pop um, yeah, songs i and got like, i mean amongst other songs, a... amongst other songs <laughs> yeah. but can you explain like what that journey is like and how it kind of works because i think it's really interesting and and uh you know uh, what how the the music industry works totally yeah you know, i want to know more I about still that. know very little um to be fair but yeah, I got roped in uh, to like kind of pop writing and pop production with some mutual connections with some mm-hmm. producers that I know. Um, and I was living out in Las Vegas for a while and then Los Angeles for a while, kind of building those connections. And then I ended up moving back to Denver uh, to work with these with these people who are based in Denver who who write and they play songs, um, you know, to major labels, Atlantic, Sony. Or- and uh, so I'm working on tracks every once in a while right now for like you said like boy bands or like young pop artists who these <laughs> labels have signed which is totally like off my map um or at least it I was mean, uh, yeah. a few months ago you know before i started doing this work but well, that's anyone that we may have heard of uh not yet not, not, yet. not that i personally have is it yet. like what's the difference between like an artist that writes their own music and mm-hmm. someone like this and like why do you think that exists or like what do you you know what i mean mm-hmm. that that's like outsourcing their songwriting and stuff yeah, well, I mean, the, the industry is, it's a business. So, you know, when you think about somebody like Justin Bieber, like... The Biebs. Uh, the Biebs, like a kid <laughs> like that. Like, he he was what, like, I don't know, 14, like 15? Yeah, something When he got picked insane, up by yeah. Usher or whatever. Like, he... Um, for, for a kid like that to, like, be kind of pushed through this music industry machine, mm. it takes so many calculated decisions and so much, like so much money that's intentionally spent to like craft this human being to yeah, craft yeah. this brand. Cause it is a brand yeah. that these entities are trying to, um, sell a commodity with, um, mm-hmm. which is the music, uh, which is, but which is also a brand as well. So, um, I guess 
Yeah, like the difference between somebody like that, like a pop artist who doesn't write their stuff, um, and somebody Justin Biebs doesn't write his shit. Well, come on, I Justin. Think, I don't know. I don't. The I don't, fuck, man. Baby, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was all Dude, him. Maybe it was. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who knows? Actually, I don't, I don't know. I know that he's a, a brilliant talent, despite totally. like maybe my uh, totally reservations about listening to him every day. But uh, totally. Well, I mean, basically, the industry is like broken up in a bunch of categories. Like, mm-hmm. you have artists, you have producers, you have writers. Mm. To yeah. name to name a few. Yeah. And, and so, sometimes they blend on. Like, absolutely. Someone does this, but then they do this or oh, then yeah. this. I mean, I mentioned Dr. Dre because that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the first producer I can think of. Mike Absolutely. Will made it. It's one of my favorite beats artists. I don't know like that many producers in okay. in uh, non hip hop genres because okay. for whatever reason the producers in hip hop genres seem to be maybe it's just because I'm listening to you lately, but no. more well known. But um I mean I think in hip hop people tend to respect the craft of production a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not respect but they acknowledge it because mm-hmm. it's it's more like I don't know, for whatever reason uh, it's just more on people's radar. Like when, yeah. when you listen to a hip hop record, you're like, Oh, like, you know, this person produced this and like that matters a little bit more yeah. w- as opposed to when you listen to a pop record, it's, it's kind of all about the artist, the artist and the, yeah. um, which is, that's just kind of the nature of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think it's changing a lot more these days, um, with people like Calvin Harris and like, oh, yeah. I loved, like I've always loved Calvin and yeah. he was a singer songwriter as well. Right. Like uh, he probably produced his own stuff. Yeah. But way back in the day, like, colors well, yeah, and stuff he, like, like that was sings, like right? all him right yeah no he's he's on track honestly yeah. he's like transitioned to more of a producer it sounds like yes so he's that's, and that's kind of the path like dr j same thing he was he was oh, a that's rapper, how you make your money MC. too i mean if you're writing and producing getting mm-hmm. those credits on your tracks and you're the artist like he's oh he's making yeah bank dude, what on was that? i listening to oh some fucking podcast of like this big band yeah one guy was writing all the stuff and then, you know, they actually broke the band up in a way. Okay. Because one dude, I, f- well, I wish I knew it, but one guy was like, well, yeah, I'm writing all these songs. So then the record company was like, well, then you get like this much more money. Right. And it put a huge tension between him and his Absolutely. bandmates. Absolutely. And so that, that is a huge part of the equation because yeah. like writing, writing credits are hugely sought after. And I think from what I know about the music industry as somebody who's kind of just now breaking into it, mm-hmm. um, it used to be where like you'd see only a few kind of writing credits on a, on a track on mm. any given like song or album. Um, but now, um, I think the industry is moving in a direction in which a lot more people are more generous about like who's getting writing credits on songs. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see a lot more producers on writing credits. The artist is going to get in there a little bit more of the writing credits. Um, and I mean, you see an album like Drake's, like Scorpion, you know, mm-hmm. there's like 50 writers. I'm over exaggerating, <laughs> but there's a lot yeah. of writers. Um, and that's not necessarily an, an indication that like the craft is is getting worse or mm-hmm. like that the art is getting like shittier. But it's I think it's more of an indicator that the industry is changing in kind of the communal aspect of like this is just what I've heard from people in the industry. Like, yeah, um, because it's it's such a small community and such a small world that like if you burn a bridge, like nobody's going to want to work with you. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you like cut somebody out of a writing deal, like. I don't know. You're not going to be like, nobody's going to want to get you in, in their, um, in their creative process. No. Um, so you're seeing a lot more inclusion in terms of those credits, which I think is cool. I think think that's important. I think like, I think that's kind of the future, not just for the music industry, but for every industry. Yes. Is people are like unionizing in a way. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, it's not fair anymore for one Bieber 
to have all the shit and yeah. nobody. <laughs> I mean, Justin Bieber is relevant. Like, I think anyone who has relevancy over extended periods of time, mm-hmm. they're like you said, they it's because they collaborate they're fair and like good people and they yeah. like people want to continue working with them. And that's how you build a sustained career because totally lone wolf, you're going to like hit a dead end, but yeah. also just like this idea that it's, it's good to be spreading it around. Like let's, let's, let's let it trickle down to like the, the singer, the other people that are involved more yeah. so that everyone can like sustain themselves a little bit better. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, it, the music industry has been savagely known for being super, Cutthroat, cutthroat big ring, yeah. big record labels like fucking artists over and fucking whoever and else over i mean look still, at people yeah. like frank ocean you know like like i what happened with frank ocean well he uh, i can't remember the year but like when he released his first project it was uh channel orange was uh, that, was well nostalgia ultra was his oh, first like mixtape yeah i, I, um, I got on board and he just like released that for free like online um i can't remember was it uh Def Jam, I think, like signed him and they just totally neglected him. Mm. And so I don't know all the nuances of the story, but basically like the only reason he was able to kind of force their hand is by like taking ownership of his own projects and like doing um, his due diligence and like networking and and just making his art and like prioritizing that. And then um, again, like I said, forcing their hand and, and them being like, oh, this guy like he's making really good stuff that's getting the attention of other other uh, labels other people that are wanting to sign him um and so he ended up kind of carving out that path for himself which mm-hmm. led to you know channel orange and obviously like blonde and i'm such a huge, huge fan of his like i i yeah. I, I don't know his whole like volume of work or whatever but yeah sure. everything i hear of his i'm like slow clap for Frank yeah, like yeah. he's <laughs> such a legend yeah like for he's, sure he's a beautiful human being you can tell he just really puts everything into it everything yeah into it. and i feel like he could be he could be so much bigger than he is mm-hmm. um but i don't know again i don't know i don't know him personally so I, but i just feel like he's very like humble in his approach relatively um, yeah like because a talent like his could very easily be like on a you know <laughs> sold and commoditized and like yeah, um, yeah i don't know yeah no it's easy he yeah try to turn him into the next uh you know michael jackson or whatever sure, like, sure. it's 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 kind of touching on like what we were what i or i was just thinking about something that was similar to what i was mm-hmm. just talking about and what we were just saying about like the the industry changing and stuff it's i think it's like more of a you know i see a future because what happens is you know the the traditional method it feels like is to kind of stake your claim like Mm. this is mine and like I'm Def Jam or I'm uh, Sony or I'm like I'm I'm, I'm a record label I'm whatever I am I'm gonna like find these artists and like then then I own them and like you're trying to Mm. almost you know it's it's this it's this money thing we were talking about it earlier like when you're when your focus becomes around the money then all of a sudden like it becomes more important to you to yeah dollar signs over over helping these artists out yeah so you're you're cutting contracts and deals the way that gets you more security but like ultimately it's not a sustainable model because you're going to burn bridges and people are going to never want to work with you again whereas like and also then you're not doing it for the love like it's when you're doing it because you want to Mm -hmm. it's it's much less relevant you know i'm sure frank doesn't really care about how big he gets because he just enjoys and loves making music and he's and and we and when we can spread it down we can spread it out and give more writing credits and give more you know like if 
companies, some companies now are owned by the employees and stuff mm-hmm. like this. Like there's more innovative ideas coming out. Um, and in Burning Man is like a really weird example too, because mm-hmm. everyone's just like, there is no economy. It's all gifting only, Sure, which okay. is wild. But like, yeah, yeah. just like you notice that people are happier because everyone's just doing everything because they want to, and because they're right. enjoying it based on and, intrinsic uh, you motivation. Know, they can, you know, they're not yeah. worried about the being fed and they're not worried about becoming bigger and more powerful yeah. and strong. I mean, or, when your know, basic needs are met, yeah. it's like what's left. It's, it's yeah. your, it's your passion. Yeah. And it's time. what you actually want to do, which is like, I, I always have to like reorient myself and gut check myself in terms of my pursuit of being a musician and a songwriter and producer to like, you know, what, what am I doing this for? You know, obviously mm-hmm. I'm doing it for the money. Like I need to evaluate that if that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like, um, for me, I've always kind of, I've always kind of felt, you know, if my basic needs are met, if I'm able to sustain this thing that I love to do, then that's, I've made it. Like I'm doing it. Exactly. I'm living the dream. Yeah. And so I'm sure, um, I'm sure people who are, you know, true artists who are in that position, they're in a similar boat. Um, certainly people who have made it to the top. I mean, we hear all these stories about people who have more or less accomplished their wildest dreams. You know, there's yeah. that famous Jim Carrey quote. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like what did I, you say? Not, well, something, uh, something to the extent of like, he had to like find, I wish some yeah. people could get everything they wanted so they could realize it's, I guess not yeah, what yeah. they wanted. Like yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, yeah. It's just like, I had to, I think he even said like, I had to get money, mm-hmm. fame, fortune, cars, the women, everything, everything to realize that none of that mattered to none me. None of it truly matters. Yeah, like it's, and so that's easy to say when you've got it all. I understand yeah, yeah, that. It's like, like as somebody who's right, like, hindsight's <laughs> 2020 Jim Carrey. Yeah. First yeah. of all, I'm a fucking huge Jim Carrey fan, yeah, but absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, no, I appreciate his message. And I think Elon Musk, even really? in that podcast, if you get the chance to listen to the second half of it or whatever the rest of it was, mm. Like this was a fucking mind blowing little, little ten minutes of my life. So hmm. I'm listening to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan, um, and as I'm pulling off of uh, Highway 36 on the baseline, uh-huh. there's like a homeless dude there with a sign that says "Love is the answer." Okay, and I was like, I like that nice sign. Yeah, yeah good answer or good whatever. Sure, <laughs> I like the homeless good, guy. Good mantra. So, good mantra, guy. And then. Um, like no more than like five minutes past in the podcast and Elon Musk says love is the answer. No that's way. His, that's his like message basically. That's nuts. And like it just blew my mind a little bit and like I was just like all right huh. from homeless dude to billionaire to inventor Musk. that guru, is the spectrum. Like, yeah. The message is the same mm. and um, oh, wow. you know it just shows just goes to show that like when you figure you know there's different kinds of, of goals you can have and it's like you know, that spirituality, I don't know, um, what you mm. do with at the, the, the cabin, whatever, Sure, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, the compound. there's like a certain amount yeah. of like, uh, you can attain like in that area mm. where it's like, all right, at least you can, you might be able to hit this level where you understand maybe this universal truth that we all got to love more baby yeah. and stop focusing oh, yeah. on the commodities and, and stop focusing on the money and stuff because yes. it's making our, it's making us sick. Yeah. Like we can tell, we can tell from the depression and we, we can tell from like all the, you know, and, and it's good, you know, it's always a mm-hmm. double-edged sword. It's like, why does sure. that stuff exist? Because it's also super useful. I wouldn't have a podcast. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have met you or known, you know, that wouldn't yeah. be here if it wasn't for all the, the amazing innovations we've had that make also us viable to, to become dis. Yeah. sick creatures absolutely <laughs> and we have to to just acknowledge i don't want to be that guy but like we have to acknowledge 
like be the, that guy. The, the privileged nature of that conversation <laughs> oh too. Oh my god, yeah. Of like, yeah, yeah and it, where are we coming from here? Of like Boulder, just even Colorado, even having this places. conversation, like even just talking about it, like exactly the implies and like reveals our 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 privilege. Um, yeah, which I, I do. It's another one of those damn buzzwords, but um, <laughs> it's true. Like, and we have to remind ourselves sometimes that like, man, there are people living uh, lives where they they don't have the luxury of talking about like. <laughs> what's beyond the money because there's there's no money or there's mm-hmm. there those basic needs aren't met you know so i think that's another one that if you're if you're distanced from that for too long it you just well yeah and it's just yeah exactly like yeah uh sorry i kind of lost my train of thought there for a yeah. second or lost the the vibe but mm. the uh i i couldn't agree more like yeah. yeah we are coming from a place where it's like all right we're like the jim carrey we're both Jim Carrey to like so-and-so to somebody, you know, it's just some guy out there and Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey to us. Right. But like, we all have to like, remember that we're in it together, you know, ultimately we're all in it together here. And, um, and, and that's not to say too, that like, you know, we don't have our own blind spots and our own faults and like our own dip, just bad that, you know, it comes along with the lifestyle. Again, I think it's a Mm. double-edged sword. Like, yes, it's a, it's a place of privilege and, um, and we should definitely acknowledge that. Uh-huh. But also there's a lot to learn from, from, you know, these, these people, these, you know, they did polls and stuff of, of, I don't know if what the term is like these underdeveloped nations and stuff. Sure. And often they have reports of much higher happiness levels yeah, for sure. because they are already folk. They already figured that out. Like, yeah, no shit. Don't focus on the money. <laughs> bro. You know, we had to like, yeah. Take the fucking cat ball yeah. hair out oh, of yeah. our throat to figure it out. That's Whereas, funny. like, yeah. you know, it, it's part of their culture there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not to say that you know it's like ah, I wish I was yeah. born in Africa, like on the streets, you know. Sure, 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 they, sure. You know, yeah. but, like, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's maybe not a fair it's, like, it's just comparison. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. it's it's important to remember both sides of it, mm-hmm. no matter where you are. And I think that's why if you become, you know, if you if you're in that place and you have the. Uh, your basic needs are met and whatever, and you're feeling like you're on your passion, yep. then, you know, the next level is potentially to make it your responsibility or, or duty or whatever you feel, or you try to help others as much as possible, you know? Sure. And that should be like part of it the whole way, you know, because again, the journey, baby, Absolutely. I, this is another thing that's been coming up for me a bunch this week. And, and just, you know, since the burn is just, you know, when I get to those places, uh-huh. what's it going to mean if I, if I was a piece of shit the whole way there, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. Yeah. Not that I, I mean, you know, even I feel if that way, I'm just saying like, well, like even if your motivation <laughs> for, for being a generous person or helping other people or being a selfless person, whatever you want to say, yeah. even if your motivation is inherently selfish, <laughs> I think like, like that it's, it's only going to help you more. Like, it sounds like an awful thing to say, but like, it's only going to help you more yeah, to exactly. be, to be receptive to other people, to be, to be selfless, to bring others into, to what you're doing. Um, and so like, that's, even if that's your motivation, like maybe you should look into that, but like, it's also yeah, no. like, um, I think it's important to, to yeah. recognize that like acting selfishly is important. In fact, I sure. just posted my, uh, my clips so that we took from, oh yeah, from, uh, whatever it's called. Those clips, the, spot, the clips. Thanks for the filming. Yeah, man. The song was called selfish by St. John. Who's I think one of the best artists right now. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. I mean a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And, um, like, like you're saying, like it's yeah. it's good. To, it's okay to know that it's selfish because ultimately, I also think that if you if you're doing it for everyone else, 
you're fucking your shit up anyhow. Sure. Like, well, if you yeah. do everything you do for everyone else, like you have to make sure that you're taken care of first. Like you're not actually going to be as helpful as yeah. you think you in are. Order for that if to you're actually miserable be sustainable. inside, yeah. if you're, you know, and that can be, it could be a noble pursuit, but ultimately you, you should do it because you want to as right. well. Like, you know, it's going to be better for everyone because if you know you'll get resentful if people don't reciprocate maybe if, oh you're, if you're doing it for other people yeah. if you or you'll just feel like the world's out you know it, it just it's, you'll it's be a jaded. dark road it's you'll a be dark jaded. road yeah. if you're looking for reciprocation yeah like <laughs> yeah no it's oof. you're rarely gonna get it yeah like, no don't <laughs> nah, nah. so i mean you take what you can get and you celebrate that but and uh, it, yeah yeah and no one's really responsible for anyone else's like happiness it's great for people to help it feels good to help mm. but that's why you should do it because it feels good sure you know don't do it because you're like fucking all right i guess i'll do you know it's like right, right just right. If, once you understand like you can logic your way through it like you're saying and then yeah. just figure out that like oh i don't i don't actually eat I don't even have to feel guilty about it because like it actually just feels really good yeah. to do. And like, if anything, I should feel guilty about how much I enjoy helping you That's know, good. or whatever, yeah. you know, That's it's good. fucking whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> we're we're yeah. reaching a higher level of consciousness. Oh, we are on high there. We've reached it. We got, yep. All right, Pretty guys, sure we've we solved, solved the world's the, problems. Uh, we've solved everything. We got a uh, couple of young, young, uh, young muskers. Got yeah. some Elon muskers over <laughs> Elon here. Elon muskers in the, in the mix. Elon, if you're listening, we, uh, you know, we'll take your call. Yeah. We'll yeah, take man. your call. Um, we got some ideas, but you're going <laughs> to, I mean, you can, you can run your ideas past us if you want, but you know, absolutely. We got, we got time, time crunch going on. Mm. Um, yeah, man. I don't know what else to say here. Uh, yeah. Is, like what, what else on your journey here? Like as a, what, what do you project? I guess, where can, where can we hope to see you in, in, you know, oh, sure. Years yeah. time and stuff like this. Uh, I, yeah, my, I mean, my end game is to be, uh, an artist myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's what kind of where my heart is right now. Um, along with that, I'm, I'm writing and I'm producing. So I don't know. I don't really, I don't really know how to answer that. I think I'll probably end up moving back out to LA if, if the music stuff works out and if these connections I'm making, you know, mm -hmm. prove to be, you know, I guess lucrative and, and fruitful for the future. So I don't know. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell right now. I'm kind of weighing out what I'd rather do, um, in terms of, you know, be signed by a label, for example, or get a publishing deal, or if I just want to keep doing, um, the indie music thing and pursue that on my own, like mm. almost as a side hustle and then maybe like go back to school or whatever. I just have a lot of options right now. And yeah, um, options are good. Options are good. Options are real sure. good. Yeah, man. And like I was telling you earlier, I think the biggest thing for me is just making sure that I'm constantly like putting myself in, in a situation where I'm learning, uh, where I'm stretching myself. That's uh, huge. And I'm not just like sedentary. I'm not just like sitting there. Oh yeah. Um, you like fermenting, you know? <laughs> like, no, I um, think I, I hear that over and over again. And I mm -hmm. think it's like, it's fine to not like know exactly where you want to be. And sure. like, what's your five year plan? You're like, fuck man. I don't five know, man. Like, yeah. like, I don't, I'm not, I'm on my fucking five months plan. Maybe. Right exactly. Now, you know? It's exactly. like, and that's fine. I think that's like, sometimes the world's telling you, you got to fucking know everything. Yeah it helps to have that. If you get to that place, mm -hmm. obviously like that's what you're working towards is to feel like you've fallen into the, the track and you're just fucking steamrolling ahead. Oh, yeah. But like you said, you're not always there, you know? Yeah. And like, it's good to just like you said, just keep moving. I feel like that's what got me through a more or less stagnant period in, mm. you know, not stagnant, but just a bewildering period Okay, where I was lost, you know, in the woods in some ways, you huh. know? And like, 
And I just started doing the podcast again as part of just keeping my energy going. I gotcha. was like, I need somewhere to put some energy huh. and creativity. Just like you were saying, maybe I'll do the indie thing, whatever. Yeah. Literally, that's what this kind of like reboot was about. Sure. And like, it's been the best thing that I've done, you know, in, in recent memory, just because I've, I've just consistently just Which it, like isn't that a good place to start from too where yeah, it's like that's exactly I'm just doing this like for my for my well-being and like yeah. if i can create something that resonates with other people awesome 100 but like first and foremost i'm doing this like selfishly kind of for me, baby it's like that's okay that's like, selfish i ain't yeah. scared to say i'm sad yeah, just like embrace that how the song goes something like that yeah, that sounded you should probably fire it on me <laughs> i mean i'm glad we have that tracked because <laughs> i'm gonna sample that yeah man yeah dog. Uh, i was in all state choir when i was in Ooh, high school for a semester so you know Damn, bro got that baritone got action yeah there's a lot i don't know about you yeah man Shit. i've been around <laughs> i got four years on you for and sure some 29 right years. yeah okay 30 in november that's huge. How do you feel about that? Honestly, I feel awesome about okay. it. I feel like I've never felt older than 29. Okay. But obviously, why the fuck would I? But like, uh, yeah. I think 29 felt, feels older because you're at the end of your 20s. For sure. I feel like 30s coming up. I'm going to be like <laughs> busting on the scene like pop, fresh, young 30-year-old. Well, brand I mean, new I always, start of a new decade. And like, yeah. I've already kind of like made my, you know, whatever... <clears throat> age like midlife third life okay or, uh, quarter, quarter life, life crisis, crisis that you have yeah. going through it's gone you know i'm excited about it and like you know it's, I, I don't know i'm excited about it honestly i mean i i always hear the the 20s described as like you're just trying to like piece together whatever mm-hmm. like shambles are there yeah. like and like constantly uncovering co- constantly mm-hmm. learning like relearning and like yeah. deconstructing and reconstructing and and that's that's the twenties, right? Yeah. And so the thirties, I kind of see as this, this like actualizing. Yeah. Ideally, anyway, where you're like you're channeling all of that and you've formulated it into something real, and now you can start to like actually push that energy into something productive, exactly. something real, where you're like actually like, you know, the rubber's meeting the road, uh-huh, like you're uh-huh. doing stuff. Like, so does it feel kind of like that? Feels kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, just like we were saying, like. You know, I wouldn't, I feel like I've kind of like, I came out of the woods a little bit Okay. and I'm like, Oh, I found my path again. Hmm. And I'm like, you know, I don't know exactly where it is. I'm not like on the five year game, like knowing exactly what's going on, you know, whatever options are still pretty wide, but I'm like way, way, I feel way more centered and like purposeful and like Hmm. every action that I'm making and, and, um, there's more clarity. And I okay. think where you're at is like one of the hardest places to be or not maybe where mm-hmm. you're, you are exactly right now, but just where I was even last year hmm. and like where you, where you just kind of having to like, <clears throat> you don't, you don't necessarily know everything. You, you feel really yeah. maybe like in the midst, in the mist or whatever. And you're just, but you, I think like you're, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing, which is like, just don't be stagnant. Sure. Just keep doing something, keep making moves, take moves forwards whatever it is, like put energy into something you're passionate about. Right. And, uh, I don't know. I like, I'm feeling like, who knows though? I'm scared. Like it's scary <laughs> being okay. at the top yeah. of the, like yeah. when you're feeling like really good almost. Mm-hmm. And after feeling like, um, lost for so long, it's almost like, Oh shit. Like, Should I de- like do I deserve to feel like, like this? you don't, yeah. you don't want to start running too fast. Cause you're afraid you might run back into the woods. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Um, but you know, also, also, it just feels good to run, baby. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I don't no, know what I'm that, saying. See, that, I've been hoping for a while for an opportunity to, like, I just feel like I've been, like, storing up a lot of, like, you know, skills and, like, mm. abilities and, like, uh, just, like, visions for the future. And so, like, when I think about kind of that 
getting out of the woods process that you're talking about. I yeah. imagine just like the gates opening and like, just like run, like <laughs> running like in a lane. Yeah. So yeah. to speak like that sounds really refreshing. Yeah. Cause like in so far in my early twenties and now in my mid twenties as 25 year old, like I'm like, I feel like I've just been like casting such a wide net in like oh, every, yeah. every direction. And it's like, that is not sustainable. Yeah. I can't do this forever. You know? So yeah, it, the idea of like, just like trimming the fat off yeah. of what I'm pursuing and like, just uh, refining that whole process sounds so nice. Yeah, it's. Um, but what does that look like for you? Do you th- like in the next couple of years, concrete, like you know, details? Like what are you what are you hoping <laughs> to do? Like I want to hear the the juicy bits here. Oh man, I can't. I feel like um, you know. I don't know. I'm not superstitious, but here's the thing: is like, I know I feel you. I like, 100. Mm-hmm. Like actually, like I, that's how I kind of feel right now. Because okay. I feel like, and, and I feel like, just as an encouraging message to you, if it, mm-hmm. if it feels encouraging to you at all, I would just say like. You know, it's nuts is like, it, you kind of go through these, like my, another guest of mine called them quickenings or he called mm-hmm. it like a crucible, like just these hardening processes where you're just like, fuck, just like getting sure. the shit kicked out of you in some ways. It feels like my life. And then, you know, but you already recognize that it's strengthening you. You're building skills and stuff like, sure. but it still doesn't make sense until all of a sudden it does. It feels mm-hmm. like, or not all of a sudden it, it, it's more gradual. Maybe okay. I didn't wake up and go, fuck it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm still figuring it out. Like I'm still yeah. in the woods. I'm still like, whatever. Sure. The woods are always there. Yeah. They're right next to you, you know, at all times, even when you feel like you're on the path. But I feel like I finally like crystallized okay. what everything that I was doing over the last five years and in, in 20, 10 years, whatever my life mm-hmm. has meant for me. And like, and it, it's, it's just weird. It's just weird the way it feels like right again. Like you huh. just feel like you're like, yes, I guess I was, I am like on the, the path I was meant to be. Like I felt like, you know, whatever, like, whereas in the midst of it, you're in like, the midst what of it, the you're f- just yeah. like, it's, it's easy to just succumb to doubt and to okay. just like uncertainty is like huge. And you just, you know, it can be, I don't know. For me, Burning Man was a really, really mm. helpful experience. Like I did a lot of work to get myself even to the place where I could go to Burning Man, mm. you know, and that was like significant. And then, you know, Burning Man was like another like really big affirmation that like kind of boosted my, my whole, um, just uh, confidence and like confidence in myself and just where I'm at. And I think it feels like you kind of found yourself, find yourself again mm. and you kind of like, Oh, you have context for yourself again. And you kind of know, again, why you're doing everything that you're doing. Sure. And, um, and you know, for me, the experience was also just recognizing it was like, once I kind of got into this better place or whatever, I, I was able to recognize and appreciate and, you know, applaud my younger self or my older self, mm. my, my past self for all the things that they, that he did, even not knowing what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Like he was doing the right shit, you know, yeah. like, or he was doing what I needed to do, sure. you know? And, um, and that's kind of what it feels like for me. And so like, for me, I'm, you know, I'm feeling really good about this podcast, for example, like cool. I, I love my, my favorite thing right now is I love doing this podcast. I love growing it. Like I'm so stoked to have you on as a guest. Thanks, like, it's pumped me up yeah. to like, to not have like only parkour guests, you know, mm-hmm. like already, like this is a step where I'm like, it's a scary step, but I know it's the right step for me. Just like moving mm-hmm. away from Spokane or whatever, or, like talking sure. about things like aren't necessarily bound within uh the parkour sphere yeah and then like um <clears throat> just really stoked about everything else i'm involved in too like i you know the the parkour gyms that i that i co-own at apex movement or like the brand rather the 
you know, we have some great facilities. We had like a really hard struggle the last two years too with just like our business. Like, okay. it's crazy how it all like pot when it rains, it pours, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that, that business was really just, you know, taking a beating because of the Boulder property laws and stuff. Oh, okay, and like we kind of yeah. got like booted out of our spot and, you know, it was yeah. a tough process getting, getting like our feet underneath us again. Um, the online Academy is about to release some new courses those okay. are going to be sick and popping off. And uh, I think we're going to have both Ryan and Amos, my two business partners yeah, come on okay. soon to, to discuss like not only what happened with the gyms and how we're, we're, we're on the, we're on the rise again, cool. but also with the, with the online academies. And then, um, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I get. I hope that answers cool. your question. No, just those like are, those the future are the juicy is bright for yeah. all of us. I feel like everything's going well. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. And of course my, uh, well, we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> okay. There's another clothing brand that people always keep asking about is a clothing brand. I founded with, um, two other friends of mine. Okay. And one like of them, Knox, one of them is the roommate that lives here. My, okay. my, my best friend Knox here. And, um, people always want to want insight on it because it's kind of like gone in hiatus it's a hot mode. topic, it's man. It's been in hiatus mode, but, uh, I have to wait for all of us to get together to address that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> See, what you've done is you've built anticipation. Anticipation, now. baby. You just keep That's soaking keep the fire. The hooked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got you now. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Yeah. This guy's smart. He's done this before. Hey man. <laughs> I, I hosted uh, 35 or 34 episodes before this one. Hey, that's, that's for sure. That's a, that's a lot of minutes. Yeah, man. I can't believe I already passed like the half year mark. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I wanted to quit at episode 14. I remember or 12 really? or something like that. I was like, why was that? Just fucking just the same exact mode that mm. we were just talking about. I'm just like, why am I doing this? It doesn't make sense. Like yeah. what, you know, and that, that, that creeps up. I think that's a constant battle. Okay. I don't think that ever goes away. Yeah. You're going to face I kind of agree. that. Yeah. So like, it's like but a I daily made a thing. deal with myself. I was like, all right, you're 12 in or 14 in. Mm. And I was like, double kind of it. like as a fuck you to myself for doubting me myself. I was like, you have to double that. Double so if it. you still yeah. want to quit at 28, I think I was at 16 because I remember the other number was 32. Okay. I was at episode 16 and I didn't want to do it anymore. And mm -hmm. I was like, you're going to go to 32. And if you still want to quit, then you can, then you can quit at 32. Hmm. And then I kind of make this rule for myself. I'm like, wherever episode I'm at, if I want to quit. I have to double the episode to count. Right. And then if I get down. to the other episode and I still want to quit, wanna then quit. I'll fucking quit. But huh. like, maybe that doesn't make sense. Like algorithmically and you know, sure. because it becomes exponential growth for at a while, certain point. Yeah. But like, I think that was a really good thing because you know, even probably the next episode I was like right back on it and remember, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just tough. Like you gotta hold yourself accountable sometimes, protect yourself from, from, you know, your worst thoughts right. because they will creep up. Absolutely. And like, there's anything that people like love to do, anything that you like feel the burden to do, whether it's create or whether it's parkour yeah, yeah. or whether it's whatever, like whatever you're passionate about. I, I believe there, there are always like forces, whether they're just in our own minds mm -hmm. <laughs> that are constantly trying to convince us like not to do those things. My God. Um, yeah. They're almost <laughs> always in our own minds. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you feel like the world's judging you. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't give a fuck. They don't care. They don't give they a don't care shit. one way or another. Yeah. Like you're judging yourself. Mm -hmm. And like once you can let that go and just like get over yourself is the phrase, right? And yeah. I didn't really understand that, you know, yeah. always my whole life. But that is what it is. It's like. Like take yourself less seriously. Like yeah. you're not that big of a deal. <laughs> like and, and if you are, that's cool. But like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but honestly, like everyone's more fixated on what they're doing. So like just. Yeah, like be free in what you're doing, and 100%. like that's that's a daily struggle for me right now. Is like, 
you know, I, a lot of my friends are like <clears throat> choosing more kind of conventional career paths, yeah. like starting families, like all that stuff. And not to say that pursuing music isn't at odds with that at all. Mm-hmm. Or like not to say that those two things are mutually exclusive, but for me, it feels like I'm kind of carving out a different path than a lot of, a lot of people that 100%. I'm close with. And so for me, it's like, here I am, like, like we were just talking about earlier today, like I'm working at a coffee shop. Yeah, like yeah. I, I chose, I chose to like not use my degree and like make, you know, a lot more money. And I chose to do this thing that would be more conducive to my creative process. And yep, there's yeah. trade-offs there. And constantly I have to daily remind myself cause nobody's going to remind me like, <laughs> like I have to remind myself like what my values are, like why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and it helps me keep going. And those gut checks can be very revealing. And I'm, I'm still waiting for that day where I'm like, Oh, like I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's you know, a good, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how you know you're doing the right yeah. thing. I feel like, cause you said you were at the older, the other job yeah. where you're using your degree for sure, making bank, yeah. but sure. wanting to end your life <laughs> yeah it was like <laughs> this maybe sucks. i don't know if it was that dire but no it's it sucked it was like you know the whole like for i'm not gonna knock the nine to five yeah because yeah. like there are so many for some people it's what oh, they it's want awesome. yeah it's perfect but for me it, at least right now it's not how i'm mm-hmm. not how i'm wired it doesn't it wasn't conducive for what i value and what i want to do with my life yeah. and it was just it was consuming my whole like my whole uh creative life it was consuming like mm. uh just my emotional life and like just the amount of time it took to commute to work commute back i was spending 10 hours a day in the office like just not ideal you know and like the money was fun for a while like money can buy happiness yeah, yeah. <laughs> but only to an extent yeah yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, then, like, and then you're right back where you started where yeah, you're like can neutralize yeah. <laughs> the pain of working at like a job that you're not passionate about for sure, for sure. maybe yeah <laughs> you know that's like that's a trade-off like you're saying there's trade-offs everywhere yeah but uh yeah you know sometimes it's just like what do you really want what's what's your where's your trade-off at where's your heart telling you what's the trade-off what are your values and it's okay if they change it is okay another thing like yeah again these are the judgments that you think the world's putting on you like (laughs) what a a fucking real job and it's (laughs) just like or the flip side anyone who would say that he he quit music so early what a sellout like he's you know like Either either side of the coin, like it, I can convince People myself. People are going to be talking to, shit <laughs> from every angle, no matter where you go. Yeah. But that's almost if you once you realize that you just it's liberating too to just know like I'm going to meet resistance no matter which path I take. Yeah. Totally. So I might as well take the one that feels right to me. That have I you read like. The War of Art. I fucking have Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, man, that book's crazy. Changed my life. I yeah, heard I heard resistance. I was Pressfield. like, yeah, man. Word. yeah, yeah. I got that one off the Joe Rogan podcast. I think too. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Super Shout good. Shout out Joe Rogan. Yeah, um, but just kind Musk. of a no, like no bullshit book about like, just do the work yeah. like every day. Show up. Yeah. That's not to say that like, it, that's the other thing is like people think, oh yeah, follow your heart, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, follow your heart. But also it takes energy. It takes focus. It yeah, takes discipline, discipline to get anywhere. Yeah. And, and like, if you're going to be lazy about it, you're not going to get anywhere on any of those paths either. Sure. Like you can be lazy and pick a, pick one of those, like trade you time for money jobs. Yeah. And, uh, and you might be able to like not get fired, but it's not going to be like a very, you know, soul nourishing. Sure. Not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily, but not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, again, it's up to you. Maybe you like being lazy and maybe you got that sloth soul 
and fucking sloth love sloths, baby. Hey, I'm thankful. Maybe there are a lot like, of sloth souls in my life that I'm thankful for, man. Right? Like if everyone the sloth souls can yeah. teach you so much. Absolutely. Because again, they all understand. Everyone yeah. understands a little bit something different. You know, right. everyone's got intelligence. And that's not even me saying, "Hey, I'm thankful that people are lazy assholes." <laughs> that's me saying, "Like I'm thankful that people are just wired differently. Like yeah. people value different things. I'm thankful that not everybody is so like wrapped up in their own head as people like me. You know, like oh, yeah. if everyone was like me, I feel like. <laughs> I don't, it, would, it would drive me nuts yeah, um, yeah. Like, but anyway that's that's a side tangent but no that's a, that's huge i was thinking about that earlier actually same thing i was just like how fucking awesome is it that like this is all icing like the amount <laughs> yeah. of diversity of personalities yeah. is basically just icing because just like we said our needs are met so we're following our passions yeah. like our needs are met so like you know it's there's not one way to be there's a few yeah. things that you have to do right to be a good person you know, like okay. don't yeah. murder people yeah. and shit like that. Sure. But I, like I can pretty much that. <laughs> like the amount of the list of things that you shouldn't be doing mm. and like the things that like are actually, you know, worthy of being judged or, or, you know, people can, you know, genuinely be like that you piece of shit. Like don't you're do harming that. society. Right? Yeah. You're yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, that list is so incredibly short compared to the amount of freedom and options mm. and like it ways to express yourself and be who okay, the fuck yeah. you want to be. I see what you're saying. It's yeah. like, it's just, that's infinite. So, you know, I think that's just a cool idea is just like mm. many pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. 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 Like there's yeah. so many people written or different wiring. Like you're saying, it's just yeah. like, it's a beautiful thing. Like appreciate all the different wirings if you can. For because, sure. Yeah. I don't well, know. that's, that comes back to the whole community thing too. Mm. Like, iron sharpens iron you know yeah. you need to like or <laughs> i guess i just use two the same element but you know what i mean like different like having different people around you is so helpful just for the uh, those different insights and um in terms of the creative process yeah like i've i've learned that if i'm if i'm allowing other people to do things that i'm not as good at like yes. um great like my my project is going to be better for it 100 um, so I, I think that applies to pretty much any other discipline or craft or whatever couldn't but, agree more yeah man how are we doing on time we're doing good i think okay. i mean it's been a pleasure having you on i think we probably crushed out like one of the longer episodes of the yeah, dude, podcast, sorry. i know so. i know i can go on uh dude i can too <laughs> yeah. i'm good I'm, I'm glad we're testing the limits of oh yeah this is perfect we're at what hour hour and 20 minutes almost nice, nice. so we're big chilling yeah man cool. um, yes yeah, super easy talking to you man dude like likewise it yep. flies by yep it, flies it really by. does yeah this it is does. a really fun episode yeah man. Thanks, it really man. was I'm, I'm glad that we got you on here and uh you know, I don't know if you want to like loan us one of your tracks or, or something like yeah. we have a music recommendation typically or not. Dude, or we have a, music, a track. So I'd love to get some, some music off of you for and, sure, man. Um, and use it for the outro or use it for the intro. We'll see maybe what not I can this episode yeah, or yeah. maybe the future episode and stuff. So absolutely, man. Um, it'd be, it'd be my honor. So yeah, we'll, 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 we'll put all of your information in the description. Of course, we'll get all of your, you know, we can follow you on a, Instagram or where do you like to to get your, uh, your I've viewers? I've been a little quiet on the on the socials, but I'm I'm trying to start up my Insta again, so word, word. I'll I'll be starting to release some new music here soon. So Sick. Instagram would be good. But, All right, yeah. Um, that's gonna be Grant Cole. What is it? Yeah, just Grant Cole is uh, is my Insta. That's what's up. You know, just rock <laughs> yeah. the name, maybe That's what there I you do. Go. So. Yeah. Um, two first names. Fuck okay, yeah. What's your middle name? <laughs> uh, Richard. I guess three first names. Three first yeah. names club, yeah. baby. There you go. What, Ooh, what are you rocking? Brandon what? Andrew Douglas. Oh my God. That's that's presidential. That's president. That's what I've heard. Have that. you have you thought about? It? You know, maybe. I mean, anyone can I do it. Wanna... Apparently, you never know. 
I don't That's know that I would want that age. job. I don't know. Maybe if the job looks a little different by the time I'm like interested in it, who knows? I'm sure it will. Uh, I, I don't think so, but <laughs> I d- it's doubtful. I don't really believe in the presidency as mm. like a, a concept in a way. Like Interesting. I feel like it's kind of like, you know. I feel like this is a whole new conversation. This is a whole new thing. I, I would we'll love save to it dive for next in. Episode. Yeah, we'll save it next time. Save it for next time because I'd love to have you back on. Yep. I'm sure the listeners love this one. It was really good. It was a pleasure having you on, brother. It's been so fun, man. Thanks Fuck a lot. Yeah. Shout out Grant Cole. And we'll be back next week with Hydra, baby. Peace. Bye-bye.